Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Turn to a, turn to a few people around you. Tell them it's good to see you at church. Tell them you look better than I do today. Ask them, is that a new outfit? Looks new. Have you lost weight? Tell them. <laughs> some, are, some of y'all are like, yes, I have lost weight, but winter is coming. That's how I feel. <laughs> Amen. Joshua 17 and 14 uh, in, in a minute. It's, um, it's good to be preaching to you this morning and, uh, it's me again, Margaret. And, uh, I, uh, I want to, uh, I, I, I love and appreciate our pastor and his family. Aren't you grateful for them? How many of you are going to be praying for them, their family? Amen. Amen. Joshua 17 and 14. I'm going to get right into it. Children of Joseph spake to Joshua, saying, Why hast thou given me but one lot and one portion to inherit, seeing I'm a great people? For as much as the Lord hath blessed me hitherto, why, why have you only given me this much? We've got a lot of people in this tribe. Joshua answered them, If thou be a great people, then get thee up. Somebody say, then get up. Turn to your neighbor, say, get up. Say, tell him, say, straighten up. Get thee up into the wood country. And cut down for for thyself. Cut down for thyself. There in the land of the Perizzites and of the giants, if Mount Ephraim be too narrow for thee. Joshua said, if it's not enough, if you're not satisfied with where you are, then go get more. I want to preach to you today on this subject. Go get it. Go get it. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. In Jesus' name. Turn to a couple people say, go get it. Say, today's your day. You need to go get it. In Jesus' name. You can be seated. You know, I, I do pray, but it didn't take prayer for me to understand that when we want something bad enough, we'll go get it. I, um, I, my wife, when she was pregnant with Winston, our first, and um, when she was pregnant with him, she had uh, cravings, cravings. And uh, has, any, has any lady in the house ever had cravings when you were pregnant? Y'all eat the weirdest stuff when you're craving things. I'm going to tell you right now, chewing on rocks and what in the world. 
What are we doing? But she, she was, I mean, Winston is made of 70% ice cream. Uh, I'm convinced of that. She craved ice cream. But there was this one night she was craving a donut. And uh, some of you heard this story before, but I'm going to tell it again. She was craving a donut. And um, I was young and naive and green behind the ears, but I still knew that uh, through past trauma and experience that if, that if she's craving something, I, I better go get it. And the men said, amen. And so, uh, some of y'all didn't say amen loud enough, but that's okay. We'll, we'll move on. Um, <laughs> so we go to Tim Hortons and, and, and she orders or she tells me her order and she's very specific, very intentional. She said, I want the, I want the chocolate covered donut cream filled but with the white with the it's chocolate but it's got the white stripes on top I want that one and so and so under much pressure it's like somebody's holding a gun to your head you know when you order you're like uh sweating like uh I want the round chocolate covered donut cream filled with the white with the white on top I'm, I'm sorry what was that you wanted the the so we get to the we get to the counter and and I, I ordered something as well because I clearly like donuts and so uh, and so we get to the counter and 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 her donut comes out first and and I pass it to her kind of without looking and and I get the rest of the stuff and 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 I roll up the window and look over and here my wife is holding this donut crying. I mean, some of y'all said, aw. <laughs> She's got this donut in her hand crying. I mean, just like tears flowing. Now I'm like, oh, Lord, I messed up the donut order. God, please, please help me. And, uh, and I said, Lord, what is wrong? Is, there, is, it, is the donut not right? And, and as God is my witness, she says, honey, she says, nothing's wrong. She said, it's just so pretty. <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't get it. But listen, I do know that when you want something bad enough, you're going to go get it. I never thought, uh, you, know, I, you know how your parents say things and, you're, and you think to yourself, you know, I'm never going to say that. When I'm a parent, I'm never going to say that. And, uh, you know, you know, as a kid, you would, you would, you would ask, ask your mom, Hey mom, can you, can you give me a, can you give me a water from the fridge or can you give me a sweet tea? She said, and, and, and she would say, God gave you two legs. You're going to go get it yourself if you want it. I thought, I'm never going to say that. And then Winston or these boys are, dad, will you give me this and give me that? God gave you two legs. Go on and get it. If you want it, you go get it. The fact of the matter is, is if we want something bad enough, we'll get it. If we want change in our life, we'll go get it. If we want, if we want money, we'll go get it. If we want, uh, if we want help with our physical bodies, we'll go get it. Some men are stubborn and it takes a lot of pain to get them there. But, but you, let, you, let that, you let that kidney stone move just the right way. And I'll tell you right now, somebody that didn't want to go is getting ready to get up and, and get moving. Because when you want help, you're going to go get it. 
And when, and when the children of Israel were, were newly, um, I, I guess, had, had came to the promised land and, and Joshua was assigning these lots to the tribes of people, the Bible says that, that in verse 14 that, that the children of Joseph spake to Joshua. They, they were frustrated with, with the land that they had been given because, because in their mind we have all these people but not enough room. And Joshua says back to them, if you are such great of a people, if, you are, if, if you've got so many people and don't have any room, he said, he said, there's the hill country. He said, go cut it down for yourself. He said, if you want more land, you're going to go get it. I can't do it for you. Your mom can't do it for you. Your, your, your pastor can't do it for you. If you want more, then you've got to go cut it down for yourself. And I want you to know on this Sunday morning that, that if you want a greater life, if where you're living is not enough, if you're not satisfied with what you have, there's got to be something inside of you that that is hungry enough and fed up enough and tired enough of living where you are that there's got to be something in you that says, uh, I'm going to go get what God has for my life. I don't know about you, but I don't want to settle for just living life. I don't want to settle for an average life. I, when the scripture promises me life and life more abundantly, if I don't have that, I, listen, I'm not going to settle for just, for just ho-hum life and just getting to the weekend and working nine to five and having enough to pay the bills. That's not what God has promised. Amen. You and I, no matter who you are, where you come from, God has promised a life with peace, a life with happiness, a life with joy. Joy, amen. He said it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. There is a life in this life where you can enjoy, amen, your life. You can enjoy where you're living. You can enjoy what you're doing. You can enjoy what you're working. But if you if you will just make up your mind today, I'm going to go get what God has for me. Amen. In 2 Kings chapter 7, there were four lepers that were outside of the city of Samaria. There was a drought in Samaria. Everybody say a drought. There was a drought in Samaria. No water. Food was limited. Everything was limited. And the four lepers, they, they came to a conclusion in 2 in Kings they came to a conclusion in 2 Kings chapter 7 and verse 3. It begins the story. It says, and there were four lepers, leprous men at the entering of the gate. And they said one to another, why sit we here until we die? If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city and we shall die there. If we, if we sit here, we, we die also. They said, they, they, they said, we can, we can go back to, to Samaria, but there's not much going on there. We're in a, we're in a drought. We're going to die if we go back to Samaria. If we sit where we are, 
we're going to die right here. But we're not. Why, why should we just sit here until we die? And so it goes on. It says, it says, now therefore come, let us fall into the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. If they kill us, the worst thing that can happen to us is we've died. If, you, if we sit here, we're going to die. But if we go there, at least we have the opportunity to live. And if you sit where you are, I'm not talking to everybody today, but some of you have come into this room saying that if life continues like this, I don't know that if it's worth living. If life continues the way, I'm not happy with where I'm at. I'm not happy with, with what I'm doing with my life. Some of you walked into this room this way. I know it. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. You've walked into this room saying, I'm not happy where I am. What's the answer? It's not to just sit where you are. It, there's got to be something in you that says it's a risk. It might be hard. It might be different. But if I stay here, I die. If I go, amen, the worst that can happen is... It's the same thing that if I sat here, let there be something in somebody today that says I'm going to move. I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to go. I'm not going to sit here until I die. The Bible says that they went, that they went and the enemy of Syria heard it was just four men, but Syria heard chariots and, and horses and, and an army that was coming that really wasn't there. It was just four men. Four men walk into a, to a camp of Syria, and here, and here a whole camp is laid out with, with all the stuff, the food, the, the water, the, the provision, the, the clothing, everything that they need is there. Why is it there? Well, I'll tell you why it's there. Because God was, God was happy with, with, with a group of people that said, I, I, I'm not, there's no sense in just staying here. There's no sense in just dying here. I'm going to get up and go. And I'm going to tell somebody, if you'll get up and go, the Lord will go with you. The Lord will fight for you. The Lord will scatter the enemy. He will provide for you. If you can make up your mind, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go. I'm not going to preach long today, so you're going to have to help me real fast. I'm going to tell you what the Lord wants to do in this building. The Lord wants to change somebody's life forever. The Lord wants to encourage somebody in this building today. You can leave here a different person if you want it. If you're willing to go get it, God can do more in 10 seconds than you can do more than you can do in 10 years. He can free you of addiction. He can free you of depression. He can free you of, uh, he can free you of the sin that has held you captive. He's a gentleman. He's not going to come to you. He's not going to force himself on you. There's got to be something in you that says, God, I want it. I'm available to it. I think of Addie. Be seated. His name was Addie. And we were, when Lauren and I lived in Dayton, Ohio, we, we, uh, there was a service and this young man came in and we had never seen him before. Didn't know any of his story, kind of small talk before the service. And, and, and as the service goes on, he is 
touched. He is moved, so moved by God. And, and you can tell that the Lord is doing something in his life. And, and, and the end of the message comes and, and Addie is in the altar and, 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 and he's lifting his hands and tears are flowing down his face and, and he's crying and, and God fills him with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Addie is baptized in Jesus' name and God did an, an amazing work in Addie that day. But afterwards, we found out really just how amazing. We, we, we started to ask questions and talk to him. We said, you know, we're so glad you're here. What, what made you come? Why, why did you come to church today? He said, he said, last night I tried to kill myself. Last night I tried to take my life and it didn't work. He said, but when I came, uh, but after that happened, I, I decided if, if there's a God, then, then I'll, I'll, I'll try this one more time. I'm gonna go to church, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna see what happens, and if God's real, something's gonna happen. Addie comes in, God's move, God moves on him, fills him with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name, and he told us, he told us after all that was over, he said, last night, I thought I wanted today to die, but today I have life. Today I have life. He's still alive today, obviously. You want to know why? Because when you come encounter with the life giver, with the one that provides to you, you may think it's over, want to end it all, want to say it's not worth it, but one touch from the master, one encounter with the Savior, and everything can be different. Who are you today? You are one prayer away from the rest of your life being changed. If you will make a step towards God, God will, will do the rest. God will make steps toward you. Be seated. I, I've just recently been in a Bible study with, with, with an amazing couple. Joe, you know who I'm talking about. And, and uh, we've been in a Bible study with them and and God's really working on their life and, and doing some uh, amazing things. And a couple weeks ago, we were in a Bible study together. And, and, and at the end of that Bible study, uh, at the end of that Bible study, you said, they said, you know, we, are, we live an hour in some way and, and we're looking. And is there another option for a place that we can go to that's, that's closer to us. Is, do you have another, do you know of anywhere? I said, sure, let, we can find out. Where, where do you live? They, they said where they lived, and, and uh, we pulled up the map. And sure enough, the closest church to where they lived was the place that I was preaching the next service. This was in Lancaster. This was last Sunday. This was the, the, the church that was closest to them was the church that I was preaching at that Sunday. 
So last Sunday comes, we all, Joe, am I telling the truth? We all go to, we all go to church in Lancaster. Uh, the kids and, and the family is there. God's moving. And, and their two little girls are baptized in Jesus' name. God does amazing. Why? Because when you make steps toward God to improve your life, the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So if you will just take a step, God's going to orchestrate what you cannot. If you'll just take a step, God's going to take care of the rest. But let there be something in us today that says, I want, I'm going to go get what God has for me. Stand with me all over the building. Jeremiah 29 and 13. Here is the promise to those that will pursue God. Jeremiah 29, 13. Throw it up there. I want you to see this. And ye shall seek me and find me. When you search for me with all of your heart. If you will pursue God. I need peace. I, how, do you, how do you go get peace? You go get God. I haven't been able to sleep at night. I'm restless. I'm worried about my future. I'm worried about my family. I'm worried about what life is bringing. Where do I go get that? Where do, how, how do I get that? The Bible says that this is the rest wherein the weary can find. I'm going to tell you right now, it's all in him. Everything that you need is in God. You are one prayer away. You are one prayer away. One God, I need you away. One God, I'm tired of it away. One God, I, I, I need some help away. You're one prayer away from God doing what you cannot do. The disciples were in a storm. The waves were roaring, the wind was the wind was howling, and the rain was falling, and Jesus shows up on the water. Jesus shows up walking on the water. Because what you're up against, he's strong enough to walk over storm of life that you're in he's big enough to come on the storm that you're in hasn't affected your god hello the storm that you're in has not affected your god just because it's affected your mind doesn't mean it's affected his hearing come on he can still hear you in the middle of your storm he shows up on this storm you can play he shows up on this storm. The disciples are afraid because they think it's a spirit. And Peter rubs his eyes and, you know, you, you start to assume things in the middle of a storm. You assume things. You put pieces together. God's absent. Where's God? My life's over. You assume things in a storm. You'll think things in a trial that you, that you would never think on a normal day. 
finally Peter comes to and he says, Lord, is, is that you? Is that you? If that's you, bid, bid me to come. I, I, bid, bid me to come. I, I, this boat ain't doing much. This boat ain't helping. We're going to die if we stay in this boat. If that's you, bid me. There was something in Peter that was so tired of the storm that he, he could believe for something that had never happened. That's you, bid me to come. Bid me to come. Jesus says, come. Peter steps out of a boat onto water because he will always honor somebody that's saying, I can't stay here. I cannot stay here. I've got to be where you are. And God is waiting for somebody to make a step. And if you'll make a step, he'll give you the power to do what others have not done. He'll come on. Your family has, has been wrecked by addiction and you wonder how could I ever conquer it? But if you'll step towards him, he'll give you the power to step on addiction, step over the authority of addiction. And come on, we've seen it over and over and over again. Just say, Lord, is that you? Are you really here in my problem? Do you really care about my storm? Some of you, somebody needs to hear it. He really does care about where you are. If he didn't care, you wouldn't be here. He really does care. He cares. He cares. Some of you have been asking, does God care? He cares. He cares. He cares. He cares. He just needs you to make a step to go get what you're looking for. It's already been done. Cross has already happened. He already paved the way for you to have life and life more abundantly. It's here. But you got to make a step. You got to make a step. Lift your hands all over this building. The Holy Ghost is here. The Holy Ghost is here. Yeah. Yeah. If you'll make a step today, God's going to help you. God's going to help you. God's going to help you. I'm not happy with what I have. Cut it down. Go get what you want. You can have it. All your heart desires you can have if you go get it. If you go get it. I'm not preaching to everybody in this room today, but I do know that I'm preaching to somebody. If God is dealing with you, if you, if, if God's doing something in your life and it's, and it's requiring some movement, it's requiring for you to step out of some routines and habits that have been built. If, if it's requiring you to step out in faith, I want you to make a step right now and I want you to come. I want you to make a step right now and I want you to come. Yeah.
She had an issue of blood for 12 years. Visited doctors and witches and everything and anything. She heard the master was near in town. Pressed through the crowd, pressed through the people. Pressed through the people in one touch, one touch. She was healed. What'd she do? She went and got it. She went and got it. We have a promise in his word today that if we will seek him, we will find him. And if you will seek him today, you will find him. Lift your hands and thank God for that promise. Thank God for that promise. Thank God for that promise. Thank you for that promise. Thank you for that promise. Thank you for that promise. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Come on, there's got to be somebody in this room today that says, Lord, I'm making a step. I'm making a move. I'm making a change. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do, I'm going to obey. I'm going to, I can't live here anymore. Life isn't, isn't going the way I wanted it. God, I make a step today. I make a step towards you today. Come on, all over the house. God's moving right now. I want you to pray and begin to call on the Lord. What you need is here in this building right now. I'm inviting everybody else to come to the altar if you'd like. Come on, let's seek him for just a moment. Come on, he's available today. He's available today. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.